Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hello, you're listening to Six Bits. My name is Maureen O'Connell and over there, sweaty, damp, I'm not sweaty. naked. Dare you. It's Ray Foley. It's me all day, every day. I need to get rid of my chewing gum actually. Could you fill while I get rid of my chewing gum? So Ray became a little bit of an influencer. I know we've talked about the dry robes before, but he wore it on the six o'clock show last Friday and Mm. the show received quite a few textual messages saying, I'm going to buy one of those. Never seen one of those before. That's a great idea. Yeah, it blew up with the uh, dry robes uh, situation. Uh, Interestingly, uh, I read an article about... Now you've said interestingly... So I'm going to hold this to a high standard, This better be interesting. Oh, dear. (laughs) I read an article about the dry robes. uh, Okay, we're at a two. Specifically, what? (laughs) I'm I'm rating you. You're at two about now. There's a curve. The curve is not going to go very high. (laughs) Uh, So there's a big flap about this sign going up in South Dublin about uh, from locals complaining about dry robes. Now, I'm convinced someone put it up for a laugh to go viral, right? Yeah. Whereas... Loads of people are taking it seriously or pretending to take it seriously. And then there was, I read an article written about it. And someone said that it's a new, that wearing a dry robe is a, is a gauche nouveau riche. It's like one of the first Google results. A gauche nouveau riche statement of your... So this person is pretending that they're from the class system in the UK, yeah. in England specifically, when they're in a country that's, you know, less than 100 years old. Going, sorry, we do, we've got a classist system here because we were all pieces of shit in the eyes of yeah. the British Empire. Shut up. Also, uh, in my case, and I think in a lot of Irish people's cases, we're not actually where we do feel a bit like Egypts. We do feel a bit self-conscious wearing them in public. Yeah. Uh, and rightly so, because you look stupid, right? But we saw them because, or rather we bought them because we saw them and thought, geez, that's fierce handy. And other people are wearing them outside. Jeez, I can do that as well. But I wouldn't wear them to, like, the supermarket. But I'll wear it home. Whereas this guy is like, oh, it's a, there's a class war between the, the those that have been swimming in the... I.e. the old rich people that have been swimming in the 40 foot for years all year round. And us blow-ins with, with money and using it as a statement about our money. I'm like, if I wanted to make a statement, excuse me, about money... I'd find other ways to do it other than prancing around like a flipping Egypt in a in an oversized dressing gown <laughs> next to the beach. I was that's yeah. I whatever about the notions and the and who's buying it and all that. It's using these colonial terms mm. in res, in respect of Ireland that really does make me go, "Oh, please piss off." Nouveau re- what? Yeah, I get it. There are rich people in Ireland. We've had the Celtic Tiger. People in South County Dublin can be very different from people all over the country. But still, these cloaked in these clothes, it really annoys me. Really annoys me. Uh, anyway, we, we talk every week. Anyway, about interestingly, th- I'm going to say... Three. Three and a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reaching there. The, the other. <laughs> thank you very much. The, uh, the the other thing is we start every podcast talking about the dry robe because I'm always sitting in one and you all, <laughs> then you always you always go he's in his dry robe again guys when he says when he says to Phil I'm like I'm I'm a very visual person She's I'm very literally visual. <laughs> looking I got at the- him in a dry robe 
and a backwards baseball cap. The print, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion is on, is, is oh, in the world. I, I, I'm struggling to get excited about this. I'm not going to I, lie. I watched a few minutes of it. Oh, okay. And I turned it off and put on Dexter. There you go. It's all very earnest. Oh, because of BLM, earnest. is it? What? It's because of Black Lives Matter or something, is it? No, no, no. It's just a bit earnest about the whole... I th- I think that Will Smith has always been very showbiz. Right. And he's just very showbiz. So everything has this facade of, I'm going to say this now. And it's going to be funny and I'm going to laugh. What is it? And Sorry, tell me what it is. I, I, I saw a thing a, in the paper last week. It's a round table. They're all sitting in uh, in the set of the old house. Right. And they were all just chatting about their auditions and, and, and various bits of the show. Now, okay. I really liked the clips from the show because it made me think it's of the, the show. show. And yeah. I was like, oh, amazing. I forgot about that. That's so good. And I loved The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, but I, I, tur- I, tur- I wasn't enjoying it. I turned it off. This is why I, I, I didn't know that that's what it was. I thought I thought it was they were doing a 30-minute episode or something. No, they're not. It's just talking about the show. or They're talking about the show. Right. He's just a bit Tom Cruise for me. It's all a bit fake. Okay. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, it is. It's, um, yeah, he has a persona of an incredibly lovely guy. Like Tom, and I think, Tom Hanks as well. And, mm, do you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's somewhere between the two. Mm. Because sometimes I just find him a bit too rehearsed. Yeah. Like on Graham Norton and stuff, it just feels sometimes a little bit too rehearsed. But he is a lot. I think he's a lovely guy. I would buy into the loveliness of him, the Tom Hanks nature of him. It's the Tom Cruise side of him that makes me switch mm. off. Yeah. Does he show up on her? Do you ever watch her show, the round table I, thing? I don't watch table talk because it's all psychobabble. It's like as much as I hate nouveau riche as a term. I really hate, well, when we deconstruct the intimate thoughts from inside our side, it's all, it, they've all read every self-help book in the world and I can't stand it. I did watch the okay. table talk when they talked about her cheating. And he was on that, was he? He was. So how did, you see, the thing is, how did they do that then? How did he, like you were saying, in this sort of plastic fake veneer of showbiz and fakeness? He didn't, he seemed very angry during that. <laughs> okay, well, he wasn't particularly showbiz in that bit then. N- no, he was like taking the piss at one stage. Oh yeah, you, you really, oh, and then you went, to, you really did step out though, didn't you Jada? Didn't you? Or, wow. you know, there were moments when you thought he was going to cry or he was looking away and he looked like a bit of a broken man. Not a broken man. I thought that that was, that was harped on by too much going, look at this guy, look what this woman has done to him. She he was hurt. Though. What? what? He was hurt, not broken, but hurt. You can see he was hurting. He's very hurt, but they right. made it through. And then I think he, didn't he do stuff as well? Mm, I don't know anything about this. I, I know they have a show and I know she did the dirt. Yes. Uh, were they married at the time or were they just going out? They were married. It was just a couple of years ago. And, and your she, man was around a lot, wasn't he? Was there a thing he, where like... He kind of moved in. Now, this is the creepy bit. He was a friend of her son's and daughter's. Mm. And now, I th- he was over age, right? But he was still young. Yes, exactly. He was still young. It's a bit creepy. Hmm. But yeah, he was like living in the house or he was there all the time. Maybe he was living in their pool house, their guest house, was he? And I think he loads of baseball caps on the wall. I, th- I think you could be mixing that up with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air there. It's the actual Fresh Prince of Bel-Air I'm thinking of. Idiot. There we go. Stupid, That's stupid, 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 stupid. That was 
that was what happened there. This is what's concerning me about the Friends reunion as well. Every, like, oh, no, from I... the minute they announced the Friends reunion, any detail I've heard about, and of course they're not doing it until next year because of COVID, uh, anything I've ever heard is like, I'm not interested in seeing Matt LeBlanc talk about his audition or the first time he met Courtney Cox. Oh, I've got, I've got no interest. Zip. It's... <laughs> You remember when Friends came to London and it was a big thing on Channel 4 yeah. and they had... Who hosted that? Dermot O'Leary? I was about to say some T4-head. It would have been T4-head. T anyway. <gasps> we have to talk about Eamon and Ruth. Okay, hold on. And then they sat around and they talked about their auditions and how well they got along and I couldn't have cared less. But some people will love it and I get that. Eamon and Ruth, what? What do you mean, What? What? Eamon and Ruth are gone. Oh, they're gone for this morning. Sorry, yeah. What do you mean, what? This is the biggest news in the world ever. And you're like, what? What about Eamon and Ruth? Eamon and Ruth, Eamon and Ruth. <laughs> and flipping Dermot O'Leary. Dermot Auto Q O'Leary. I, I love Dermot. Oh, Stop it. No way. And do Dermot you know what? wasn't, he's just been on Auto Q shows for so long that he's that become you a think robot. Of him as Auto Q. But Dermot was. Break it himself and June Sarpong on T4. I never. Bloody brilliant. I always felt he was always clipboards. I always remember very early on there was a thing he did like a lunchtime show like on Channel 4 ye like when he was starting. He did like, like Little Brothers, Big Brothers, Little Brother or something like that. And then around the same time or off the back of that he did this lunchtime show on Channel 4. Do you remember that? That is ringing bells, my friend. I need you to find out what the hell you're talking about. Uh, because you said it and now I can see him. The clipboard clipboards. goes out and then it comes in and it goes against and his body. And, and he's, then he's he so holds into it. it. He's so, and he's tapping the clipboard and he's so into it. He's just I remember him with the clipboard. I was like, will this douchebag ever piss off with the clipboard? Oh. And actually, do you know what? I tell a lie. I actually used to, used to really like him and he used to... Have quite a lot of personality, but so, something happened in his X Factor days. I think it was when I think it was when they brought him back onto the X Factor that it showed his weakness. I think that they replaced him, and then the other pair were not great. And then they brought him back. And then when I saw him on the X Factor again, I was like, "Oh, he's not great." And then the spinner, like he's honest to god, just going through the motions. Like I, I haven't seen him in a long time do anything that made me go. Oh, he's great crack. Oh, I'd love to go for a pint with him. Well, then do you not think that that is because he was literally going through the motions? Yeah, because maybe. he was like, oh, fuck you, Simon. You need me now. Yeah. I think if I was to go back onto... And like, it's X Factor. If I was to yeah, go but back... It, yeah, but it has to be bad to go, you're literally superfluous to this. We don't need you. And then the other two, I'm sorry, but Ali Murs terrible, and yeah. Caroline Flack, God rest her soul, were, were terrible that they took... The ratings took such a hit that year that Simon went, oh, and presenter actually does matter. What? He was angry. Although, what do they do with the judges as well? That I always, the judges for me is the most important part of X Factor. Yeah, he hasn't had the right mix of judges in ever. Not a long, long it's, time. Yeah, like he's gotten it right with, has he gotten it right with Britain's Got Talent? I don't watch it. But I remember when he was going through like the Rita Auras and the Nick Grimshaws and rolling through all of that for yeah. years. I was like, who else are you dragging out here, Simon? No one cares. Um, the last time I watched it was Gary. Gary Barlow's first year was the last time I watched it. I liked Gary. So did I, actually. We're uh, going to be interviewing Gary Barlow soon. Yes. I uh, said it to Kate last night that we were going to be... I said, uh, guess who we're interviewing in a couple of weeks. And she said, who? I said, you're going to be excited. And she said, it's Gary Barlow. 
<laughs> Straight away. <laughs> I didn't even have to. She flipping loves Gary Barlow. I flipping love well. Gary Barlow as well. The uh, Her Majesty's uh, Revenue Service don't love Gary Barlow. No, they do not love Gary. <laughs> Gary, pay your tax, man. Come on, you're a good guy. But That's Der- the thing. Dermot you're a good guy. I'm upset about that. Good guy, lovely guy. Uh, but lovely people make tax mistakes. Uh, or they get bad financial advice. Hello. Uh, uh, hello, We haven't we all, on some level or another? Um, The Eamon and Ruth thing, how do we feel about this? Okay, it's I. It's been coming. Mm-hmm. I was waiting. I thought they had a. I thought they had quite a long stay of execution. Yeah, and I'd say to some degree, they might have wanted to keep Ruth and just get rid of Eamon, but they came oh, as a pair. That's interesting because I would have thought the opposite because Ruth is you know the whole Ruth hates Scof Scof hates Ruth. Uh, the, every photograph being analysed, yeah. every moment they're together being uh, being, being uh, uh, looked at and worked out, like, what's there going is, on here? I don't know if you've realised as well, for the past few weeks there has been a campaign raging online, kind of showing Ruth's funniest bits, going, oh my God, a compilation of Ruth, this is so funny, from a few accounts. All right. And that only started a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, right, you've left it too long, PR people, for Ruth. You've left it... Too long, because by the time the Daily Mail started picking it up, Ruth had been given the chop. Is it not? Um, see, it's funny. I wouldn't necessarily be a fan of either of them, but they were a good sort of a palate cleanser, a steady palate cleanser. I don't agree. Hmm. Now, this is really tough. I just find Eamon a bit boorish. Oh yeah, he's there. He yeah, I absolutely yeah. And at that hour of the morning. I don't really want that. Yeah, I don't want enough. someone who's so precious of his own image so that the show is a, is about him and not about the people he's talking to. And and they did a good job. They absolutely did a good job. Um, Were they always on Fridays, even during the old days? I think they've been doing it for a very long time. Right. Yeah. I think, you see, the, the other thing as well is Somewhat like our Friday show is that there needs to be, Eamon and Ruth don't exactly say, it's Friday, do you know what I mean? Or it's the weekend. Yeah. But, and, whereas and Holly and Phil Alison, from Monday to Thursday Alison are so. Alison Hammond does say yeah. it's Friday. Yeah, absolutely. And you can programme the show accordingly. Yeah. I don't know about Der- Der- Dermot, Dermot, but I'll, I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, no, because I remember watching it one day. And I think one of my favourite TV presenters of all time has always been Davina. Yeah, I re- I've read some articles about her this week with with Phil. They're not getting along either. No. What? No, I read Is two this things not just in one show. Phil? I think it was well, on yesterday. Would you not? Would you not say it's Phil's issue then? Oh, I would a million percent say it's Phil's issue. It's Phil's issue. Oh, there's no question. It's Phil's issue. Oh yeah, and like what did he say about Davina? Well, hang on. There was Phil versus Fern, who I loved. I loved Fern. Phil versus that when he chased her out of town. Now, yeah, I wasn't happy then. Then there was Phil versus uh, Ruth, and now there's Phil versus Davina. It's a Phil thing. Don't get it's me a, wrong. It's a Phil yeah. thing. Phil is very good on the telly. At as well, full stop. He's very good on the telly. I couldn't say what I say about Dermot about Phil. Oh, but, 
Phil oh, is, behind the scenes. And excellent. Phil has written a book recently and some of the stuff he's written about as well is interesting because he does either allude or uh, um, address some of the stuff behind the scenes, like the foreign stuff and all that. And it's like, yeah, it's definitely a Phil thing. It's a Phil thing, but he is. Philip Schofield is excellent at his job. He is. Excellent. Yeah. He might just be a bit of a tyrant. And sure, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. He's so good at his job. So what's he do to Davina? I love Davina. He called her out on a couple of things. She said cheap. Uh, it was They were talking about boots and it was like, uh, Gokwan was on, he was talking about boots. And he said, uh, he said like, these are only £29. And Davina was like, oh my God, I love these. I love cheap boots. And Phil pulled her up on camp. He was like, we don't say cheap. Uh, we say affordable or budget, but we don't say cheap. And then she was like, oh God, sorry. <laughs> that didn't happen on camera. Yeah, and there was another thing then where they were doing uh, on the same show, I think it was just yesterday or the day before, they were doing gingerbread. Why do I know these details? They were, they were dressing gingerbread houses and she said something. Uh, she It was Phil Vickery. Is it Phil Vickery, yeah. the chef? I think it was so Phil. So Fern's ex-husband. Yeah. And they were doing something and she said something and he caught, pulled her on it. I don't know the exact details. She, he pulled her on it again and uh, there was it was silent. She didn't react. It was, it was just silent. I think she just kept working on what she was working on. And then Phil said, right. I think he either said, right, well, or he said, um, awkward silence or something like that. Phil. <laughs> so there you go. Come here. Other question, Phil. other question. How's your new podcast going? I Good. saw it on social media last night. I know, I've known for a while you were going to be doing one, but I only yeah. saw it on social media last night. Tell the class about your podcast with Joanne McAnally. If it had been up to me, it would have been like this one. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't have been like this one because I can't do any of the technical stuff, although I have to edit it. Um... The picture just would have been, you know, whatever. But when you do stuff with Joanne McNally, she goes off and she makes it bigger. So we had a photo shoot. She's gotten a graphic designer to make a poster. She's done all. I'm like, what is happening? I saw the picture for it on your socials or Joanne's. And I was like, yeah, that looks that looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Went yeah. off. Got all this stuff done uh, a while ago, a good while ago now. And uh, it's called Let's Solve Nothing. And it's me and Joanne not solving issues. Are, are people writing in and asking you to solve things? No, it's stuff that we think about. Like right, ghosting. Okay. Uh, we talked about ghosting in the first episode. And neither of us really understand what it is. We do. It's just that Joanne thinks that blocking is ghosting. Which it's clearly not. Ghosting is where you put a sheet, a white sheet over your head. And you go door to door looking for um, fun size Mars bars from your No, because if you don't write the word boo on the white sheet, <laughs> you're not a ghost. So that's that's the way it is. So that's that's what I'm doing. It's nice to just have something of my own. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? That's not tied up with any other sort of work. All right. Because we call it the six bits, and I feel like it's tied up tied at to work. The six o'clock show, yeah, I suppose. And I'm honest. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. But it's not, it's, for the record, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely not. And I actually think that they're really annoyed that it's called Six Bits. Oh, are they? I don't know. I don't Who know. are? Uh, you can't say, you can't name names. I'm not talking about it yet. Um, so, it's just something 
a bit separate. We went to great I... pains. If they're annoyed about it being called six bits, we went to great <laughs> pains to say it's not associated in any way. And we were doing a sort of a coincidental sort of thing and six is a grand number and we happened to be on the six o'clock show. But we went to great pains to say it's not a, it's not a, a, a product of the six. We haven't done six bits since about the second week. <laughs> well, in fairness, you could probably go through. We've done four, I think, now so far. Have we done a hundred episodes? Fresh Prince. We've done Eamon and Ruth. Eamon and Ruth. Your podcast, and now complaints about six bits. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, it's also uh, it could be pivoted into a six bits. It could actually be pivoted into a six o'clock show podcast if they wanted it to. Like if they wanted to it to be. They clearly, they clearly don't want it. Well, nobody, they haven't asked. But if they did, they could go, oh, come here, we were thinking about doing a podcast. And we're like, we already have a podcast. You you, you want to be involved in making a podcast happen? By all means. Let's do it. Place Let's... place your ad here. <laughs> there's there's someone in my life who, um, who, who thinks that we keep on having these conversations about things, but they're actually just listening to this podcast. <laughs> all right. And so come here, how are you getting on? Um, how are you getting on with Dexter? It's like, what? remember we were chatting about you starting Dexter. You know, it's such a good show. I was like, I haven't been talking to you about watching Dexter. Was that on the podcast? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yes, that was on the... That I do that all the time in life with you, Laura, uh, who presents the radio show with me. Laura O'Mahony. R.I.P. And Kate. Uh, not R.I.P. to Laura O'Mahony, by the way. Laura is very much alive. Still with us. R.I.P. to the radio. Radio. You get that, yeah. Uh, and between... You, my wife, and Laura, I will have said one thing to you, for instance, say Dexter or something. Mm. And then I'll say, let's say I'm at home then and I'm talking to Kate. And I'm like talking about Dexter. She, that happened to Dexter. And she's like, what are you talking about, Dexter? What do you, what do you mean, Dexter? I'm like, I was telling you yesterday about the thing with Dexter. She's like, no, you you didn't. You said that to either Laura or... Warren. Warren. That's that didn't happen in our conversation. And I just you're just a a a, a triple threat or a trinity of women in my life that I just say things to and it's up to you, the rest of you to the three of ye then to make sure to, to communicate yeah. it to each other. You're like Philip Schofield in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lovely <laughs> though. I'm the opposite of Philip Schofield. I'm terrible on the telly. But I'm lovely behind the scenes. <laughs> I found this week that I was, um, and I, I shouldn't have done it on social media, but uh, I was trying a, a different sleep aid. The banana is in the tea. So this is the bananas in the tea. I saw it on, was it Monday night? Jerry McBride uh, from Waterford Whispers put it up. Now, it being Jerry McBride from Waterford Whispers, he just went, I remember the days that I used to boil a banana and it would knock me out as though it owed me, I owed it money. And I wrote back to him and I said, Jerry, is this a now, are you taking the piss out of all of us because <laughs> of who you are or is this real? And then he started putting up all these articles going, no, 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 I swear. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And I was like, right, okay. So the next night, got me banana and uh, and boiled it up. You you just cut it up. You leave the skins on because that releases the magnesium. There's potassium in the bana- banana, but in the skin, there's magnesium. Yes. Boil it up for like eight minutes. Boil it? So you put the banana in and you boil it like in no, a pot or something? No, I, I didn't. All the articles, because they're all Americans and it's all pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. They all bring it to the boil. 
But that's because they don't have kettles. We have kettles. Still fascinates me. The most fascinating thing about America is not that it, you know, states may cede. There might be a civil war soon. It's that most houses in America don't have a kettle. But do you put the banana in the kettle then? No, I put it in a cup and then I pour the boiling water from the kettle over the banana and leave it stew. Okay, because surely they want you to boil it up a bit, no? Does it not make sense to boil it for a wee while, no? Well, why? Like, it's the same thing. It's letting out all of its stuff anyway. Well, it's it's still boiling. You have it at the boil and you're boiling it rather than just leaving it in hot water as the water's cooling down from boiling But it's boiling hot water. But it's not for eight minutes. It's not boiling. How's your sleep anyway because you're drinking bananas in hot water? So I didn't bother doing it last night. And you slept fine? Not really. But I did it two nights before and... um, my eyes were heavy. They were heavy. They were, I'm going to say, now I'm doing, using a different sleep aid tonight. That's called wine. Uh, but I can't use that every wine single night. Wine and a ride. <laughs> but then it was the amount of people that kept on. So I started talking about it and then people give, they're very lovely and they give you, um, they give you suggestions. Mm. And you feel like you're harping on about certain things on your social media and you're going on too, too long. And I've spoken about the fact that I haven't been able to sleep since I was about 50. Six. All right. No, it's been bad. Like my entire life, my mother's the exact same. And then there's all these people, and it's like, have you tried reading a book? Have you tried? Have you tried thinking lovely thoughts? Like deep, all deep of this breaths. stuff. Yeah. And I'm going. Listen, it's sleeping tablets or nothing. Mm-hmm. Or wine. <laughs> That's right. what works. Even with wine, I drink white wine, and it keeps me up. Yeah, I haven't been sleeping well lately, but I oh know my exactly God, why will it I is. Sleep the next day, I'll tell you that much. I'll try the uh, boiling the banana. I'll actually boil it. I'll do it in a pot. Oh, fine, I'll minutes. boil it. But see, boiling will soften it up and all then. Do you know, rather than just leaving it's, it in the hot water. But it's softened in the hot water. It's stewing. What does it taste like? Banana, I suppose. It just tastes like banana. And can could you have it with something else? Could you put banana in like green tea or a, or a chamomile tea? Or mix chamomile tea with banana, lumps of banana in it? Okay, I'm just thinking. Think of the taste of that now. I don't know. Think of the I taste hate of all chamomile those, tea. I hate all those anyway, like chamomile and oh, it's disgusting. peppermint and green tea and all that shite. I can't, I can't abide. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So yeah, all of those things. I have switched to decaf tea. Okay. How much tea do you drink? A lot. In a day? I know, like one, two, three, four cups. And after midday, how many of those? Four cups. One, two, <laughs> three, four <laughs> cups. No, I have my first cup of tea about nine o'clock. And then just steadily throughout the day. Another one about 12. Then I have another one in the office at five. And then I have another one at about nine. Yeah, that's your, your nine o'clock is going to get you. But it's decaf now. Yeah, that's good then. It's just I'm so used to it. Myself and my dad always had tea and toast at 11 o'clock at night. Can't be having that toast, man. Toast gets me every time. Ah, uh, listen. The toasty bags that I bought. Oh, yeah. You were saying they not, changed your life. Yeah, they have. But the thing is, not into bread for years. Just I'm not into it. It's not the thing. Now I'm like, give me that. T- give me, give me, get, buy bread. Buy bread. I want another toasty. I want another toasty. I want another toasty. They are. I'm wondering if we should give them to drug users, ad- addicts, and see if it would work. If we could replace them with toasties. 
I've got an awful problem where I'll take it. There's a man coming to my door now. I wonder will he just leave it there? Ding dong. Uh, the uh, it's after going off now. I wonder will he just go off? I hope he does. I don't have to. I don't want to go down. Um, yeah. Let's see if I can get him on my um on my Ring app. He's still there. Hello there. Uh, no, but can you leave it there? Perfect, yeah, thanks a million. Cheers, man. Ba, 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 ba. I'm actually looking at some going now. That's it. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? It's on my phone. The Ring app. Absolute nightmare to set up. Let me tell you. A pain in the hole. Do not get a ring. <laughs> I just got one. You got, love it. I do love it. And the one in the front is fine. But I got one for, there was one on a, there was one on a deal. This goes to show how long ago it was. Last year's Black Friday, there was a deal on for lights, security, a uh, security camera and lights. And I said, I'll get that for out the back. Yeah. And it's been sitting there for the whole year. But I, our, our electrician, our, our the, the guy that does our electri- electrician jobs, he was on the street the other day and I said, Oi, get in here, put in this, this ring for me. He put it in last week. And I've had nothing but problems with it. It is an absolute, I finally have it sorted. Absolute pain in the hole ring. Hole. Pain in the hole. Pain in the ring hole. Um, What were we talking about? No idea. Was that good, folks? Um, <laughs> also, I've taken to eating Nutella from the jar. And it's become, oh, this is it. This is the toasted sandwiches. Same deal. Oh, yeah. You do it once. And all of a sudden, it's a nightly thing. And it was the same with oh, the toasted yeah. sandwiches. You have one toasted... I took an ocean. I said, I'm going to have a toasted sandwich on the George Foreman grill. Right. And for six months of lockdown. <laughs> oh, it was like, give me that. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Like, it's outrageously good, I'd say. That girl, that designer. Where is she from? Cavan or... The designer. She does... does uh, um, Helen Steele? Yes. Where is she from? Yeah. Kevin? Monaghan. Monaghan, close enough. She uh, she says she doesn't eat much, but she eats a jar of Nutella as she's walking around her studio, as she's pottering, as she's working. Do you remember that interview? Oh my God, yeah. I always remember it. And you yeah. see, some, when it comes into my head then, about Helen Steele, and she's so skinny. and So skinny. And she eats, she's a famous fashion designer, look her up, Helen Steele, skinny, blonde-haired woman. And while she's working away in her studio on her farm, she eats a jar of Nutella out of the jar with a teaspoon, like yogurt. And then that pops into my head randomly. And then for a couple of days, all I'll be doing is thinking, I want to get a jar of Nutella. Nutella. And I've been doing it. The last two weeks, I have been eating Nutella out of a jar. I'm halfway through my second jar. But like, you can't be doing it when the kids are around, can you? No, God, no, no. No, so it's kind of like just your thing. I always wanted to to get into that because all my friends would do that when I was younger. They'd all be like, I'm going to go sneak some Nutella or Panda or whatever the hell. we, we I think we had the Panda. Panda the spread. Version. The cheap version. Sorry, we don't say cheap. We say, we say budget, budget or affordable. Or affordable. <laughs> Can I also say Panda spread, I, was it cheaper? I think it was the same. I think it was Nutella, wasn't it? It was identical. Oh, I thought it was the cheaper version. Panda spread. Anyway, panda spread. So... <gasps> And I remember for a few weeks getting my mother to buy it. And she mm. did. Because she knew that I wouldn't like it. 
because I hated hot chocolate and all that kind of stuff. So my friends would be like, I just sneak some spoons and I'd be sitting there going, I sneak some spoons. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting Mom was like Grant you're the one Making yourself sick You hate You hate it And you're just doing it Because your friends like it Do you remember There was a panda spread With like a white swirl in it There was a white Yes That was good That one Now that one I liked She wouldn't let me buy That one Because uh, I'd, yeah. I'd eat the white swirl I'd, You know I'd yeah, eat around, eat around, it, us, around yeah. it Yeah I'd just get the swirl <gasps> Do you remember delicious do, Now we're doing Do you remember Do you remember Do you remember Maxi twists Eating around the lime on the maxi twist until it was only lime left. Because in a maxi twist, there's only lime and strawberry. Yeah. So I would eat the strawberry and the ice cream. And then when it's only the lime left, because I didn't like the lime. So do you not like tangle twisters? I do like tam- tangle twisters, yeah. Aren't Are they, they lime? lime? I don't think so. I think they're pear and something. Pear and raspberry or, or something, yeah. Just assume. I don't think they're really pear, though. I think it's like... Oh, yeah, paper, obviously they're pear. not. Um, I never liked maxi twists, so I, I didn't do that. You'd never like maxi. You didn't like panda spread. You didn't like maxi twists. Well, like my my parents wouldn't dare come home with a maxi twist when they know they could have gotten me a super split. Wow, that's interesting. The super split was always the disappointing ice cream in our house, and my dad would always get chalk ices. Like if he was pulling into a garage, he would always get chalk ices or super yeah, splits. Yeah, chalk ices. Yeah, and it would be like. Duh. Like even a brunch or something like that. Yeah, you see, I liked the super splits. No. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that's because I was trained by my older siblings to think that I liked the super splits so that they could have the chalk ices and the brunches. Magnums. You see, we never get high-end ice creams in our house. No. And I'm sorry. Nowadays, I go to the shop and I feel quite flahoola going, I'm just going to get a Magnum. Because no one got ma- No one got Magnum. They've reduced the prices of Magnums, though, haven't they? Like with everything else, everything's affordable now. Yeah, everything Budget. else is gone. Cheap. Budget, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I bought a Magnum, it was on, um, I was on a ski trip. <laughs> I was like, listen, if I afford this amount of money to go skiing, I could buy a, a Magnum. Magnum. <laughs> I remember my first ice cream Mars. It was in a newsagent's in Galway. I was about nine or ten and it blew my mind. It was like, oh my God, this is the nicest ice cream I've ever tasted in my life. Yeah, it, that, that was a special moment. Mm. The Mars ice creams were so God, they're they're awesome. Now I want a bloody ice cream. They were it's 10 past 11 in the morning. I got to go, actually. I've got the meeting at 10 past. I'm not you- working this evening. I'm, I am working. I'm working somewhere else. I'm just not working on the six o'clock show. Do you remember so. an ice cream called Robin Hood? Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Cola. Orange, Co- um, cola and raspberry. Oh, good times. So those were, were they Dale Farm? Yeah, because you wouldn't get them in the same shop. I mean, the, the, if the shop had HB, they wouldn't have these ones. Unless they were, our local shop had them both. But you had to have them in separate fridges. Oh, they would have to be in separate fridges. Yeah, I would have, yeah. I thought it was a kind of an alternative thing. That... Oh yeah, it was an alternative thing. But you know, we're from Limerick, we're the Wild West, man. Anything goes. Can do what we want. But yeah, the um, the Robin, I loved Robin Hoods. Loved Robin Hoods. Uh, we that's definitely six bits. I have to go. We've got John Creedon on the six o'clock show tonight, and no Moran O'Connell. I love John Creedon. I love I'm John Creedon as well. Actually, he'll make up for the fact that Moran's not on it. I, I, I could listen to him just talk. I could, he could read. Like he's genuinely one of the people who could read the phone book, and you're like, that's good. That's that was excellent, actually. He'd read all the he names should, in Irish, though. Oh, he should be doing audio books. Imagine that. Oh, John Creedon on Cam. I got a deal on Cam, actually. I was offered, like, it's like 40. What's Cam? It's an app. For what? Oh, Cam. Cam. 
Calm. I thought you said cam, as in like cameo. I did say cam, as in cam. <laughs> cam, as in cam the fuck down. I'm talking about cam. <laughs> right, we got to go. People kept, okay, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. People um, kept what? Cam. No, 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 no. Do you know what's getting real, it's getting real serious? This coronavirus. Actually, it's, coronavirus. it's ridiculous. It's gone up to the 400s again. No one it's gives a crap insane. about lockdown anymore. No one's listening to Tony anymore, lads. Not even the government. It's I heard just, a priest on this morning. Sorry, go on, you go on. Go on, go on. No, I want to hear. Claire Byrne was talking to a priest this morning at 10 o'clock and right. he was like, I'm, I'm going to, he's up in Cavan. In Cavan, like one of the worst affected areas. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to head with, I'm going to head with my, you know, I'm supposed to practice and I'm supposed to worship God and it's all part of my faith. And I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep having masses. And Claire's like, well, you know, it's science, you know, scientists are telling us like, you know, you can't be, the coronavirus doesn't care about your faith. He's like, you know, our Lord has cured worse than, much worse than coronavirus. Uh, he didn't now, did I he? I was like, oh my God. See, this is, some, most of the time I think I do live in the real world where most priests in Ireland are like, ah, listen, obviously. Pinch of salt. We get science. Yeah. We get science. It's all taken with a pinch. And then you hear that and you're like, right. Yeah. I think you should move to America where they take a literal version of things, my friend. Uh, if you can get a plane, if you can get a flight. Good point. The red zones, now, green zones, orange zones. I have to go. Now, I'm four minutes late now for this goddamn meeting. He can tell that Ray doesn't want to go to the meeting. Raymond, mm. I'll miss you this evening. Have a Talk. lovely weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye, Petty. Azerbaijan. Stay away from yourselves. And, and each, each other. other.